0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Going in Circles Big Monday Show. My name is Charles Simon. I'm the host of the Going in Circles Podcast Network. My partner, Barry Spears, will be with us in just a minute. We didn't have any triple crown preps this week, so... Unfortunately, we had, uh... You know who had some news today. Um. Bill was passed in Kentucky that had some good and some not-so-good in it, Um, and, you know, we'll talk about a lot of things. (laughs) A lot of things. We'll be back in just a minute. Pleasant Acre Farms is a full-service breeding operation located in Morriston, Florida, just outside of Ocala. If you want to get involved in the breeding business in the Sunshine State, or you're already involved, Pleasant Acre Farms is really the only place you need to know. Joe and Helen Barbazon, who are just great people, do a fantastic job taking care of your mare. Uh, They have a solid roster of 13 stallions with a really diverse group of pedigrees, Your mayor will find a match at Pleasant Acre Farms. Currently, the star of Pleasant Acre Farms' stallion roster is Neolithic, who is by far a runaway winner of the Freshman Stallion of the Year here in the state of Florida. His son, Make It Big, just made a three-for-three, winning the $400,000 springboard mile at Remington Park, earning 10 points towards the Kentucky Derby in the process. Pleasant Acre Farms is... Your one-stop shop for breeding in the state of Florida. Check them out at www.PleasantAcreStallions.com or on Twitter at PAS Stallions. You can also give them a call at 352-528-2885. Pleasant Stallions, check them out. Hello, Sniperino. What's up? Hope you're having a good Monday. Always.
1: Although I'm not fond of Mondays, but they're always pretty good. I can't complain.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Just another Monday in horse racing. <laughs> Lots of news. News by uh from uh you know who? yeah uh, uh before we get to that, we'll talk about uh let's let's talk about.
1: Okay. Let's talk. Uh,
0: the Kentucky legislature passed the breakage bill, a penny breakage, I guess we would call it. So they are the first state to enact um, something that's it's kind of been uh, an under the radar issue, an issue nonetheless. But uh, as racing has changed, and it's changed a lot, in, in a in a relatively short period of time, but um, breakage is the amount of money that is, um, the, I'm doing a poor job of describing this, breakage is, is the amount of money between what you were supposed to get and what you actually get when you, uh, when the odds are, are or when the payoffs are determined. Um. I mean, the easiest way to describe it is that uh, you know places are paying in 10 ten cent or twenty cent increments. It Was twenty cents forever, and then some places did ten cents increments. So you'll see a a, a payoff be three dollars and ten cents or three dollars and twenty cents when the actual math sometimes um, should have been three dollars and eighteen cents, and it gets rounded down to three dollars and ten cents or in. in on 20 cent breakage uh $3.18 due to you gets rounded down to $3 so you lose 18 cents which which is a significant amount when you can consider all of the bets that are made um throughout the whole you know betting eco structure it, it's a significant amount of money and this money was just going to the tracks they were just basically keeping it and it made sense when we were in an era of 95 uh, percent of the money was bet on track because you're standing in a in a line to bet with a mutual teller and having to pay nickels and dimes and pennies would have been um, it would have been a time consuming thing. And so I, I get why it used to be. But with the vast majority of, I mean, not even, it's not even a vast majority of, I mean, it's beyond the vast majority, right? I mean, in some cases <laughs> we're talking 90% of the money or 95% of the money is bet um, through ADWs or, you know, not at the racetrack, you know, through a teller. The technology exists to pay people exactly what they deserve to get. And um, it's, it's a small victory, and, and I don't think, we're going to see a whole bunch of other states rushing to do this because it doesn't increase their very much it's just the right thing to do but you know politicians um you know the politicians <laughs> so uh it's it's you know an improvement and um certainly people deserve to get paid as much as you know as as they deserve to get paid
1: absolutely i mean you know I guess we have to kind of um, revel in the small victories that that we as horse players have, um, because we don't get too many breaks. And this is one of them. I think the last one we got was the um, $600 signer. Yeah. Yeah. The IRS you know, yeah, revamped
0: or you know, previously ridiculous rules.
1: Old man. That was an old rule that should have been gone a long time ago when they, <laughs> you know, um, but, you know, and, and that's made so much of a difference, at least for somebody like me, it has. Um, but again, it's a small victory. I mean, I don't know what, what prompted it. Um, oh, can-
0: actually, I, 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 I do know what happened. Okay. Um Pat Cummings, our friend uh our friend Pat who's the world's biggest proponent of category 1 rules. That's a story for another day. Um he works for a, a, an operation called the Thoroughbred Ideas Foundation. It's sort of a think tank for racing, just going to put some ideas out there and he had done uh, a white paper on breakage and how uh, or or you know dime and, and 20 cent breakage and and how it was kind of a ripoff and it was kind of uh, something that is um it's kind of a relic of the past and and it needs to be changed because there's just no point in uh um there's just no point in keeping it it's just the the reasoning for keeping it just doesn't exist anymore so Uh, it, it was, uh, you know, he did a piece and, and, um, a senator or, a is, uh, Mark Conig, um, from, from Kentucky read it and he agreed and he, he made it, um, part of his, uh, um, you know, part of a bill that he put forth in the Kentucky legislature, uh, And it was, um, you know, it, it, it was passed today, but he read Pat's paper, which, you know, made him aware of it. That's sometimes one of the big issues that we have in horse racing is that our issues are just not mainstream issues for the most part. Uh, so you're, you're dealing with, you're having to educate the legislators and you're having to. Um, you know, make your case why this is important and why they should spend time uh, backing it, and that is the most difficult of all of our cases in, in thoroughbred racing and or harness racing, any kind of racing. It, it's it's making the the politicians aware of our problems and then kind of tying it to them and and how can they put a positive spin on it other than hey, you know. Uh, this is not right because there's lots of things that aren't right that just don't <laughs> ever get at to... Adam Koenig. Is Adam Koenig Mark Koenig was a shortstop for the Yankees in was the 20s? Yeah, 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 like a hundred years ago. Um, but um, it did uh, it did pass, and there was an increase in the tax rate on bets in Kentucky, which is probably the uh, the not so great uh. <laughs> part Lips. about it um and it has nothing to do really with it's it's part of the same bill but it's part of the same bill because it's whole horse racing but it, it isn't like i know people are going to think that it was uh kind of a uh well we'll do this and then we'll do, you know we'll do this but uh that that was going to probably happen anyways um it's uh You know, it's real. It's only for Kentucky residents, and <clears throat> I don't know how big of a fa- factor it's really going to be. And I mean, I know we like to complain about things, and raising taxes is almost never like a positive for for us, the regular person, the citizen, the the, the better. But um, the the tax rate has been a half of a half of a percent. So uh, I, I think that uh, I think the tax rate on simulcast bets on Kentucky tracks from out-of-state um, or excuse me simulcast wagers placed at a Kentucky track on an out-of-state track is going to drop so uh, I, I don't know exactly how it's, it's going to be how it's
1: going to work but I mean, so is that gonna solve like those issues? I, I don't know. A few years back, where like every year, like you know, Triple Crown time, there would always be issues with. No, no, with the,
0: that that's okay. Churchill Downs. Okay,
1: that's Churchill raising, uh, you know, raising
0: the rates for the Kentucky Derby or that week or however they do it, however they package it, that that's not going to stop that. That has mostly stopped because most everyone now is affiliated with, uh, Naira's group or the Churchill group or the Stronic group. Um, you know, they all have their, you know, they, they've bundled their signals and sold them as, as one, which, which has kind of eliminated a lot of that, um, you know, Derby week, Kind of showdowns, right? Where you're not going to get the Derby unless you're willing to pay the exorbitant rate. It wasn't that, long ago. It wasn't that
1: mm-hmm. long ago that? I mean, no, it, it wasn't was... that long ago, but I don't, I don't
0: recall it for the last few years. I yeah, I,
1: I haven't seen it in the last couple.
0: Vegas months. was the last kind of holdout, right? They, yep. they were, they were fighting with Vegas. So, I but... think the one of the, you know one of the issues. I th- this is a kind of a horse racing. It's kind of unique to horse racing in a lot of ways because what other industries really are so different from state to state to state to state, right? There's not a lot of them. I, mean, I know the insurance business, but not a lot of stuff that um, is so drastically different. And I think part of I was talking to someone from Kentucky today and I said, you know, you guys live in a little bit of fantasy land now in Kentucky, right? You said the sales are doing great. The, the, the purses are through the roof the hhr rooms are full um betting is gonna you know, handle is up everything's on the upswing in kentucky everything's shiny there so but you guys sometimes forget that the rest of the industry is not doing quite as, as you guys are so um by the same token we also have to remember that when Churchill Downs has record earnings and we have record amounts of uh, HHR revenue and purses are record highs and uh, everything seems great, well, you know those politicians aren't going to let that go forever. They're going to want their cut, too. And I heard that there was a ridiculous, ridiculous uh, proposal to hit uh A tax rate in in the Commonwealth of Kentucky that that was defeated that had about a third, maybe a little less than a third uh, support uh, of the legislators. So that's always one of those kind of issues that we have to worry about in that. You know, even when we're doing good, if we we look like we're doing too good, there's always gonna be somebody that's going to come and put their hand in the till, if, whether it's a person or I mean, not a person, but an organization in the business, like Churchill Downs raising the rates again, or uh, it's going to be a pol- politicians looking to to capitalize. Uh, it's it's just it's one of those things that. Uh, other sports don't really have to worry that much about that. I mean, I think the biggest state-to-state controversy or issue that that sports have had has uh, been, you know, the COVID restrictions and the uh, the vaccine issues like that New York's having.
1: Um, well, do you, do you think, or do, you, or could you, or do you attribute that to the archaic system that's in place for horse racing, meaning that? you know there's old rules old technology old this and it's kind of hard to follow uh, unquestionably i mean it's not even
0: a question
1: well i just want to make sure i mean that's how i feel but you know it's, it's, it's unquestionable Barry,
0: so much in this business doesn't get addressed or even thought about or even talked about at all until something comes up and then everybody is like wow why didn't we fix this um you can just go back to the jockey whip rule. Almost all the states had ha, have uh, gave the stewards the ability to fine jockeys for excessive use of the whip, and they had great discretion in determining what that excessive use of the whip would be. If they decided that excessive use of the whip was going to be, you know, eight strikes, they didn't need to put a rule in. They could have just said, hey, from now on, seven, eight, nine strikes. Th- that's, that's our limit. That's our limit. And if you do it more, we're going to find you for excessive, um, you know, whipping. So a lot of stuff doesn't even need to have actual legislation fixing it, but it, it's just, it doesn't get addressed because no one's thinking about it. People like me, uh, don't, there's just not many of of people like me out there to think of these wild things that i think about right like i'm thinking about why we should fix this or why we should change this or 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 just the, the entire system we have of classifying horses is it, it it's it's archaic and it doesn't work very well and it leads us to issues where we don't have big fields we don't have um the horsemen are unhappy because they don't feel like they're getting a fair chance to run their horses enough. The racetrack is is unhappy because they can't get big fields, but they keep going back to the same system and nothing ever changes. And they just pile on or they make tweaks or, I mean, horse racing is the King of let's put a bandaid on this and then hope it goes away. I mean, we've done that for, I mean, how many years, uh, <laughs> I mean, there's just the whole system of drug testing. It's just stupid. And honestly, and I know some people think that I'm just a curmudgeon about this, but just having it the same across the, the, the all the states it would help. But not be better is still not very effective.
1: Yeah. If
0: you're going to take the same stupid rules and the same nonsensical uh, uh some some of the stuff that just they're using detection levels with no other research into this, and and I hear so many times. Well, you know, I you can't say that, Chuck. Well, why not? Oh, we can't afford that, Chuck. Well, why not? <laughs> and and this is the question I always ask: is it's frustrating to me that that I am the voice of like not reason, but I, I, I'm the optimistic one because I'm a, not an optimistic person. <laughs> i mean seriously i'm not the, the world's most optimistic person yet when it comes to horse racing i seem to be like one of the few people
1: that has optimism that we can do things better and not that we will but we can do things better. oh yeah definitely can there's no doubt about it it's you know it's all about will or desire at this point rather than the fact that you can or can't and that's you know i I just don't understand how this sport gets into that rut where everything is like all right well we're just going to keep trying to do this the same way we always have and and like i always say i mean I, I can't say this enough is you know the downfall in a lot of ways is this is the way we've always done it that kind of attitude is not going to get it done it, it's just not going to you have to think outside of the box. you have to do things differently in order to move forward and progress. And right now it feels like we're at a standstill because we're not doing that. I mean, even I mean even take the you know the the he who shall not be named um situation. It's all because the rules are old and and it allows for somebody to basically beat everyone, the track, the horse racing boards over the head with lawyers till they stop and say, we surrender.
0: Sure. I mean, you you look at the Kentucky horse racing rule that basically placed a gag order on the board and the employees where they essentially couldn't say anything and Baffert's lawyers were allowed to just bludgeon them months and for months months and months they're still doing it a year and 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 that's um well not a year because i mean derby was until may just feels like a year Uh. but but it's it's just an archaic rule uh it just doesn't make sense and again this may not be popular but there's questions if baffert's positive actually should be a positive if that drug should be that that should be a positive at that level i don't know that it should be i i've I've heard some some people that are smarter than me that understand the the testing levels better than i do because i I, that that's not my expertise and it's not at all um I just was pretty successful as a trainer and in, in, in staying within the rules because I didn't have a lot of positives like all these other people that just say, oh, geez, I don't know what happened, but um it's a question. Why is it different in this state and that state and other state? And then people say, well, we'll have Heisa. Okay. Well, if Heisa still has a a detection level for a drug that's really too low, that doesn't, that allows for environmental contamination, that allows for people to follow the rules and still come up with positive. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying anything about the Baffert situation. I don't know what they did. I don't care about the automax. It doesn't matter. None of that matters. But what I'm saying is that, the rmtc itself has admitted that some of the, the the drugs that they're the regulations that they're using are are a 95 percent rule and i'm thinking to myself we can't have a 90 how how can we have a 95 percent rule how can we have something that five percent of the time it might fail even if you are following the rules that that that's nuts to me but that's not something that anyone wants to talk about and you know iso we have the lady uh They did an interview about the, um, uh, Ron Flatter did for the uh, HRN, uh, did an interview with the lady who's in charge of Heisa now. And a couple things she said were, and she seems like an eminently qualified person to run Heisa. Uh, I'm not saying that she's not, she certainly seems qualified, but she said, she said a couple things that are disturbing. Like number one, we, he wasn't allowed to ask anything about Heisa, just about background information on her. So, nothing was allowed to be asked, which is, is to me like What's the point. Like, <laughs> it, it's just like, what are you people like? How can are we you doing? Like, yes, <laughs> this thing <laughs> didn't pass last week. And the other thing she said is, she's essentially the only employee. I think this is another part of, of racing that people don't know. And Eric Hamill back from the H- national HBPA has been villainized by a lot of people. And it's, it's unjust. It really is. So many of these people, they want to villainize people, but it's just business. This is, he's doing his job. Okay. He's doing what the people who hired him, who he works for, that he, he's doing their bidding. And it's just a difference of opinion. And in the end, it's a legal matter, and if HISA is legally sound, then it's legally sound. And if it's not an HBPA suit or these, these state attorney generals, who I'm not sure how Eric Campbellback has been, been, been able to, uh, you know like lure all these state attorney generals in, like they actually would listen to a guy who works for an organization like the National HVPA, which essentially has one employee as well. If it doesn't stand up, well, you know what? Then they did you a favor, because let's not even pretend that if Mister Baffert or someone like him would get a positive in a-, a big race, that they wouldn't take the same tact. If that avenue has been rejected by the courts, then that eliminates a way that the the quote unquote bad guys can get out of jail free. So, you know, I guess my point was, though, but but Eric runs that that operation essentially by himself. And there's so many organizations in this business that are, are one, two, three, four-man people. And we like to, to compare it to sports. How many people do you think work for the NCAA? <laughs> A lot more than one. 5,000? <laughs> At least. And they're the biggest joke of an organization ever lived. Though so Arizona did, did benefit last night from the ref's swallowing the whistle there in that last play. Right. I was going to say your refs suck NCA, but I was happy that they sucked on that play. But um it's a very <laughs> how do we say it um like the Florida HVPA, the Florida HVPA has three salaried employees. Three. Executive director, a receptionist, and, and, a, and, a, and a lady that does the office manager, bookkeeper. And sometimes I hear people complain that they don't do this and they don't do that and they don't do this and they don't do that. And I'm thinking to myself, how many people do you think work there?
1: Right. It's only three people.
0: <laughs> like, What do you think their budget is? Like like people would be shocked at the national HVPA's budget. Put it this way: <laughs> the entire budget is about is probably about what James Harden makes for a half of a game. Who's <laughs> so funny? One guy who was debating me one day he says, "Well, you know, I I know how we can get rid of all these 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 drug positives." So I said, "Oh yeah, how's that? Oh, we well, just need to find people." I said, "Okay, well, how much are you can find them? Oh, twenty five thousand first offense, fifty thousand for the second offense." I laughed. Yeah, nobody ever gets paid. I I laughed. I said, dude, (laughs) let me just tell you this right now. 90% of trainers don't have $50,000 in their checking account, okay? 90, maybe 95%. I was going to say, it's probably more than that. Did you confuse us with Major League Baseball players here? Like, we don't even get paid half the time as trainers. Like, we hope to get paid. Well, A guy told me a long time ago, Jim Barry, good dude, man. He fired me, but still. Um, He said, you know, this is the damnedest business. All you got to do to be considered like a great guy is to pay your bills. I said, you don't even have to pay him on time as long as you pay him. And he's like, I don't understand. How can this business operate? It's like, that's the truth. It's the truth. It's the truth. And no one wants to talk about it, but it's the truth. But, um, so I think there was one thing and, and we you know, we can't not talk about it, so we might as well talk about it. But I, I thought there was one part of the Baffert decision today, one little part that may have eluded a lot of people. Uh it's funny because people see that the judge denied it and 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 they just they don't even read what he said or anything they just like freak out we told you so or or or, you know the people oh they're all corrupt like the whole (laughs) entire legal system or judicial system in kentucky has been paid off because they're all against bob baffert which is (laughs) weird which is very very weird but um but there was there was one part of it that i thought that uh to me, was kind of maybe, maybe telling, May, maybe not. Maybe it's maybe I'm just uh, I'm seeing things, but um, I'm I'm actually looking for the the, uh, the 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 sentence that I was I was looking for, which I cannot find, of course. Um. But I, I did, I did think that um, it uh, it was pretty. Uh, the idea that, that Bob Baffert was going to suffer irreparable harm from the suspension <laughs> just seemed. <laughs> it seemed very, very difficult to 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 actually get a you know, a court of law to believe that and uh they, they they didn't. I mean um and it was interesting because you know you learn something every day but uh it does say that, nevertheless Baffert's claimed injuries again relate to economic harm which is not irreparable under Kentucky law. Also potential harm to reputation is not worthy of injunctive relief. So I mean there's some things that that um you know you you, you learn uh, but, um, you know, well, if, other if, <laughs> if if the financial effects and the reputational effects are not big enough to, um, uh, you know, aren't applicable to, to get an injunction for, you know, irreparable pair, well,
1: I, I don't know what else he would, you know what else would they they could
0: use, right? I mean
1: you could discount that and be like, well, the guy won like two hundred and fifty thousand dollar races like less than a month ago.
0: <laughs> well it's just that, you, you know what I mean? Know, there's like well there's there's a whole lot of uh evidence that trainers have gotten long suspensions, have come back and done fine. Steve asmussen would be would be the first you know the first one I would bring up. I mean, I would say, well, Steve asked me he's got a six month suspension, right? And he's come back. He's had like horses a year, and he's won
1: freaking winningest <laughs> trainer in trainer. Yeah, to. like right. He's he's
0: won <laughs> so many races. It's 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 ludicrous. So, um, it it just seems that uh, you know, it it was interesting, kind of re- trying to to read the tea leaves, of course. That uh that California, which has a rule that says if a trainer gets is it more is I think it's more than sixty days, sixty days or more, mm-hmm. that they have to disband their stable essentially. Yep. Um, and people were trying to make the uh, you know the case that that would be like you know irreparable pair, but that that's kind of silly. I mean it's it's a it's kind of a a pain in the ass, right It would be kind of a real pain in the ass because the you'd have to take all the equipment out, all the office furniture, take all the signs down and all that crap you know um and the horses would have to find new home for ninety days or however, but um there is is the thought that they may not do that um that it might be considered the only uh, california violation may
1: i don't know seem it just seems hard to uh... well this goes back to your point like you know it's just different everywhere and then you have to kind of you know wade your way through the minutiae of all of it to try to figure out what is actually going to happen and it's it seems like it's just too difficult i mean you know and i get the whole pain in the ass thing with moving them out and then moving them back in 90 days later but maybe that's what has to happen in order to yeah, drive I mean Barry, you know, that rule's that's, more, because... that's more of a a sticking point than the actual missing time you know just the whole inconvenience of the whole thing um as a deterrent but you know obviously that wouldn't deter him because of the money that he's made
0: yeah i mean it it was it was put into (laughs) effect because Uh, essentially, trainers were just the trainer was missing, right? Mm -hmm. You would give the trainer suspension, he wouldn't be there, but everything else would be the same. It'd be the same horses with the same help, with the same assistance, with the same (laughs) equipment, with the you know, in the same barn and 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 all that. So it, it was kind of like, Hey, is this really a penalty, especially for a more serious violation? I mean, this isn't a penalty. That he got because he had the Kentucky Derby positive. It was a accumulation of of positives Uh, that that is, you know, this fourth positive in that period of time. So that's why he has ninety days. Not not he wouldn't have gotten ninety days just for for one. um, Yeah, but yeah, I mean, you know.
1: On one hand, I'm 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 actually glad to see that they've had enough of the nonsense to do something about it. But you know, you think about the other side is you know I guess uh, Mr. Baffert is is the is the guinea pig on this. As long as they follow through with this every time it comes up. Hmm. And I don't personally have that confidence that they will only because their track record doesn't dictate such things. You know, it is one thing if this happened routinely and they knew how to handle it. This is the first time this has happened, but it can be something they can hang their hat on and and really crack down on people or at least as much as they can without, you know, overstepping legally. And, you know, but it's just like some things has to change somewhere. And why not now, you know? um, And I know the fear is, especially from the tracks, is that they're going to get beat over the head with lawyers from the the bigger trainers when this comes up. But they can't have that fear because they either want the sport to be on the up and up or they don't. (laughs) You know, the rules are the rules. Whether they need to reevaluate the rules, that's a whole other issue. But the rules as they are in place should be followed for everyone under every circumstance. Right. And it seems like it was very selective up until now.
0: Yeah, I, I thought it was interesting that in this, you know, the the what the judge um his uh findings one of the things that he spoke about was um the grand motion case. Mhm. Where you know the, the it was um the stewards got was overturned by uh the circuit court but you know so grand motion got a positive for um uh, methacarbamol benroxin the it's a muscle relaxant and some of the information that was found was that even though he had all he he had followed the regulations that were given, mm-hmm. um that there was an interaction between uh Butte and Robaxon, which caused the Robaxon to n- not leave the horse's system in time. Um uh, this this isn't everything, but uh th- that was one of the findings. Uh they you know, they, they appealed, they went to, you know, they brought the, the, the horse, right. The, the KHRC upheld their own ruling. Um, and it was appealed to the circuit court who actually kind of threw it out, but the KHRC, uh, appealed to the appeal court, which upheld the, um, the initial positive. And essentially they were, uh, saying that, um, that the Kentucky Racing Commission found a, a rational basis for suspending the horse uh, and that a lot of the circumstances just don't really matter and the limit is the limit and the regulations don't distinguish between different types of beta-methasone and the source is, is irrelevant because it's a classy medication it's not permitted to be in the horse and that's the part I I just have a hard time thinking or believing that with that case and with that precedent. I mean, they're essentially kind of going for the same thing, right? Trying to say it was a, a topical and and yes, it's. I mean, they they're not denying that the 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 beta methasone was in the horse uh, above the allowed limit. So that's the thing that I mean. I'm not a lawyer. I I I just remember this case, and it seems like. Um, they're, uh, they're, they're just very similar in that, uh, um, I, I just, you know, the KHRC is saying it's beta methazone in the delivery and the circumstances don't matter. It can't be in this horse's system and it was, and that's all there is to it. And, and it just seems like that case mirrors, that other case, and, and I'm sure it's different in some, some legal, technical ways, but uh, I just have a hard time believing he's going to win this case. I really do, and and uh,
1: yeah, and yeah, I know I, I was talking to the matter. I mean, you know, his lawyer is going to lawyer it up and, and try to give you the smoke and mirrors and say, oh, well, they're out to get him, or you know, it was topical instead of injected, and you know, they're, they're going to try to muddy the waters, but in the end, they even aren't disputing that the horse had it in his system. They were at first or not. They, he, and then that quickly turned. And now they're just trying to muddy the waters and, and get everybody confused enough to the fact that they're like, well, we don't know what to believe. We'll just throw it out. Right. right. I think that seems like the strategy they're going for, but clearly it's not working because the rule is the rule is the rule. Now, if you know that that's debatable. I mean, that's probably if I were in Mr. Baffert's shoes, I would hang my hat on. All right, fine, I'll take the ninety days. But we gotta look at these rules. You know, and that would prompt a bigger discussion, which probably needs to happen too. Now the rules are, are the rules should be reevaluated every year. I mean clear,
0: but if if we're going to use if if high he- that and this is the thing that that I was talking about with Heisa just a little while ago was Heist has one employee, all right. They have some uh, consultants supposedly, but they have one okay. real employee in these boards, and and these are the rules that are there. Is so many rules, right? <laughs> even have- regarding the, the the medication, to think that that this, I mean this, it sounds like they need. You know, you know, a dozen people working there, and 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 a lot of them with you know legal backgrounds that they can, they can understand the legalities of, of how to write rules and 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 such. And I mean, and, and now you're talking about federal rules versus state rules, and
1: right, and that's so where that, that
0: that's, that's really kind of very what gives me pause about the whole thing is like, yeah, <laughs> they they didn't allow themselves enough time. No, and, and and. And, you know, and, the lady uh, even said that and she said, but you know what, like there, there's not enough time, but that you know, that's not our doing. That's what that's the that's the situation we have, you know, we have to deal with and you know, we just have to figure it out, which which is un- you know understandable. That's what you gotta say. I mean, it's not like she could just call up right uh, Biden and say,
1: you know, can you change this? <laughs> no, and I think I think, you know, it it's tough because as as a horse player and and yourself somebody that's been in the game for a long time. You know, you you want it to to work the way that it should, but for that to happen, you know, it's like just just think of the, what we were just talking about about the rules and how they're different in every state. You know, if if it's gonna work, they're gonna have to evaluate all of that, and that's gotta take time. It's it's not gonna be like a, a six month process. It's more like a six year process before crisis any has any kind of effect and that's after proving that it or or getting the green light saying that you know the legality of the whole thing is is on the up and up so it's like a huge mountain to climb which is fine but i don't think it was ever presented in that fashion you know like especially with horse players i mean you know we've all been on twitter and everybody wants instant gratification on everything and that's just not feasible in this situation whether you know the end result is going to be bad or good we're never going to know in a year it's it's just impossible there's no way you know because they have to get over the legal issues whether you know the states have their their rights to govern the way they choose then if they get past that then they got to reevaluate everything else it's just it's just a, a big undertaking and I don't know if the people involved knew that it was going to take that long or they were just kind of being optimistic or naive. I don't know, but that's where we're at it, this, this thing's going to take years before it's any kind of effective. I just uh,
0: I found the part I was I was looking for um It says athletes have a and this is the judge. Athletes have a finite period of eligibility or peak performance. However, Baffert is not an athlete. He is a trainer much more akin to a coach. Unlike certain athletes whose careers are subject to a small window of of eligibility or peak performance, Baffert's career has spanned decades and will continue following this brief suspension. In fact, Baffert has expressed his intent to continue in his chosen profession. Uh, This is the part that I thought was uh, very interesting. The horses under Baffert's care, quote, the athletes, do possess a finite window of eligibility and peak performance. However, those horses can still race. Any harm Baffert will suffer from not participating in the 2022 Triple Crown or other races during his period of suspension will result in monetary loss. Mere injuries, however, substantial, and blah, 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 basically saying it doesn't matter.
1: Right, because that's the, well, that's the whole point of the suspension. Well, I, well, oh, I think that that's
0: the strife. <laughs> you know it's... i no, i think the important thing there was he says the horses possess a finite window of eligibility before peak performance however those horses can still race yes and i believe that one of the questions is can the owners get injunctions the horses that haven't earned points and i'm thinking no i, I i'm thinking that the that that that's not gonna work
1: i i just have a f- they, can't, they can't claim uh you know that they didn't know that they could switch trainers <laughs> well, that that's that's the part i think is going to is
0: is is going to be difficult for them in that they signed nomination forms and the nomination forms all have the rules they're uh and the rule states that trainers who are not allowed to, you know, who are banned from participating can't earn points. And it's not as though no one has known this. Everyone has known this. And I have a hard time believing that a judge is going to grant them an injunction, knowing that they knew this and that they signed this and that they chose to stay there and they chose to participate in these races, knowing that they wouldn't get any points. And now they want an injunction saying that they can run at the last minute um. Well, I mean, I, I mean, to me, what the judge is saying is the horses can still race because they can. If Baffert is is he he's saying Baffert can be suspended, but the horses can still race. Well, if Bafford's suspended, then the horses can't race for Baffert. That's so. I mean. You know <laughs> what I mean? So he's saying the horses can still race without Baffert, which is saying, hey, you know. <laughs> There was a there was a, a a remedy for this issue, and people chose not to to take it. And uh, you know, choosing a trainer is not a protected right. It's, right, it's it, not.
1: It, it well, you're dealing with people on that kind of scope that have high powered lawyers. You know what I mean? They're they're dealing with the best of the best as far as that goes. And I don't think you know all these owners. They they I, I would hope. And think that they consulted a lawyer on, on this kind of stuff. And I don't think all the lawyers that, you know, all these people have were like, no, you could we could get an injunction and you could still run. Well,
0: I'm sure there are, I'm sure there are some because
1: maybe, yeah, because they may not know, you know, horse racing.
0: Well, I just I just think that they think that they can, they can go to court and argue anything and, and, and get an injunction because. If they're not allowed to run, they're going to suffer irreparable harm because you can only run in a derby once, but which is understandable. And I get that. I mean, that's that is true on its face. But, 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 but <laughs> it wasn't like they sprung this on them at the last minute, right? And it wasn't no. as though they weren't aware of of these other issues. And and that's my question is 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 a judge going to really Derby Week is a judge going to write no. uh, allow an injunction to allow one or two of Baffert's horses to run horses that haven't earned any points. And I have a hard time I still have a hard time believing that the Kentucky Derby points eligibility system is unconstitutional. <laughs> <laughs> I have a very, very hard time Thinking that the judge, especially in the state of Kentucky, is going to rule that uh, an unconstitutional act, saying that a person who's banned from their grounds isn't allowed to participate. I mean, it just seems far-fetched Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and and even if they have no chance of winning, and this is what one of the lawyers on on Twitter was saying. Well, it's it's not even about winning. It's just about. You know, do they have a chance to, to, to give their case? And like, yeah, but do you really think that the, the judge is, is going to think that their, their case has merit? I mean, doesn't a case have to have merit in order to get injunction, an injunction to, to give them time to build a case? But if he doesn't think the case really has any merit to start with. And I, I think it goes back to that these people all sign nomination forms to the Triple Crown. And whatever happened to Belmont in New York? What what, what is Naira doing with the Baffert thing? And what happened with Naira with the 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 Marcus Vitali hearing? Like, what, what what's going on? With this? Has anybody heard anything about those
1: things? I haven't.
0: I mean that that was supposed to be a thing, and then, um, I, I thought Vitales was supposed to be in, uh, December, and that's excuse, excuse me, uh, January. So I, I I don't even uh, uh, March first was the date of of Vitali's hearing. So I guess that hasn't happened. So, um, or did it happen? And in... no, there's no way it happened. And and right, in, in, public- we didn't know about it. No, I, that's that's not that's. It must have got it must have got postponed. Supposedly he was at OBS this weekend or uh you know buying horses this week or last week supposedly it's frightening <laughs> yeah i i don't know what happened to the the vitali, uh the Vitali hearing that was i mean vitali has been suspended for a year which is under appeal since then in pennsylvania um, so I I don't I don't exactly know what's happening there.
1: And this is the kind of thing that drives people crazy. Yes. It's like how is this not adjudicated or even a hint of what's going to happen? And it act, you know, it's just like it goes away or you don't hear about it forever and then <sighs> It's it's terribly
0: frustrating. Well, right, and all the time, all the meanwhile, he's still operating and and running horses. It's...
1: We just wound up talking crap too much. Well, it's it's hard enough, you know. What I mean, because it it you know as it gets closer to the Derby. This whole thing is is going to bubble up. And it's not ideal. I mean, how how much time we got left? Another seven weeks? Eight weeks? No. Seven uh no, like uh seven weeks.
0: Eight uh oh this this it's uh well it was fifty-three days. So it's like 50 to 47 days. Right, like a month.
1: 46 days. Yeah. So like six, six six and a half weeks. So it's just going to get worse. And then, you know, obviously, he's supposed to start this suspension on the 4th, right? Of April. And then you're going to get the coverage of the last preps with this black cloud. And then Derby day, he's gonna have the black cloud and they're gonna talk about it it's gonna get a lot of attention when honestly this stuff could have been squashed months ago or at least you know to the point where we're at now where he's facing that 90 days just take the 90 days and come back man i, I wish that would just happen But it's not. Yeah. But there's racing on Saturday.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, finally, we got some races. Uh, pretty good card. Stakes go I've seen a Derby came up really light.
1: Yeah, I thought so too. But
0: a lot of horses uh, um, seem to have have chosen a, a, you have to have chosen a different. Uh, <laughs> they was...
1: fled the scene, and I was actually surprised by the um, by Shipsational opting to go to Florida Derby rather than the Wood. No, I'm not. I was just surprised. I, I thought he would horse. go to
0: the Wood just home game. Home game, right? Team. But I mean. It's a lot easier to ship here than it is to ship back. There.
1: True, you know, three-hour uh, drive.
0: So I, 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 I really think it's a good idea. I, I it's on the right track. Win this race. I mean,
1: I do too. What the draw well, looks yeah. like, and you know, Get draws pulled. Hey.
0: but there should be a decent amount of pay, and he should. Uh, I mean, he's certainly fit enough, and. I like with I, it. I didn't like what he was talking about running and, and if he would ran first or second the day of the Tampa Bay Derby was just gonna train up to the race. I thought that was a bad idea. But uh no, the, the Tampa Bay excuse me. Oh um but the Louisiana Derby, I mean we get rattle and rolls back. Not, <laughs> uh, not I'm big not big a fan uh i don't know why he doesn't run him back at keeneland i don't know why he didn't want to run him at keeneland i horse ran one race he ran huge at keeneland right that was the one race he ran big was keeneland uh galt who's you know fell down last time um even so galt is a little bit slow Uh, my horse pioneer of medina who i like um Kapuna, who's moving way up, uh, Curly Tail's moving way up, Call Me Midnight, who's been, I don't know where he's been, he's been out of commission, uh, but he's just kind of a, a one-run closer starter. in a race Perfect. where it, it doesn't look like there's going to be a lot of speed in here. Uh, Silent Power, I mean, the one horse, he's been getting drummed against Louisiana Brads. I, I, I don't know what they're thinking about running him in there. Uh, and then Zozos, right, he's got two starts, crushed in a a pretty ordinary uh, allowance race last time out Uh, but again he draws inside of epicenter and uh, that that's probably not great for him because i think epicenter is going to be the controlling and you have a horse that's been in the clear his whole life is now might wind up being pushed down inside so uh, to me, it's it's you know, epicenter is race to lose, especially doesn't look like there's a lot of other pace uh, to run with him, and and uh, it'll be, it it'll I mean the race sets up like if it sets up like it did last time, which it kind of looks like it's going to do. I mean, Galt showed speed two starts ago, but that was almost kind of like he had the rail and. um Simplification broke terrible that day and he and, and he just kind of found himself on the lead, right? But and, I, I don't think he's really gonna press epicenter. At the, no, i mean, not
1: quick enough for, for no,
0: so uh, Echo Zulu makes a return, yeah, this should be fun in a, in a, in a short field. But there's some you know, there's some runners in there. Turner loose, uh, has been was sharp on the dirt, uh, after. Being on the turf for most of his career favors okay um and uh hidden connection she, Yeah. she's yeah. all right too
1: yeah although she ran a, a serious dud last night
0: <laughs> yeah yep uh, there's 9 in the uh the Mervin Muñoz New Orleans classic only has 6 but six. Yep. it's a tough time of the year to get older handicap
1: horses going long yeah, because anybody yep. assault either ran in the Pegasus, or running in Dubai, or ran in Saudi. Right, you got uh, everybody's recovering. Right, you got
0: Promise Keeper, Olympiad, Superstock, Happy American, Proxy, and Chess Chief.
1: Chess Chief, home team.
0: You know, decidedly great three horses, but Chess Chiefs on well, Proxy this. actually Horse. ran really well. His his comeback race, he hadn't won in a while. He he, he might be the one to beat in there um or olympiad olympiad's okay too the uh the tom benson mile 16th on the turf gets a full field of nine uh, and there's you know quite a few maiden races the the seventh race has got a full field the 12 with two aes that's a maiden special going three quarters on the dirt for three-year-olds the the Costa Rising Stakes, the Louisiana bred race, has got 15 in there. The Crescent Derby, which is another Louisiana bred stake, got 11. Um, Maidens on the turf, Phillies on the turf, has 11. Uh, the uh, the Crescent City Oaks has got 9. And uh, another Maidens on the turf has got 10. And the first race of the day, maiden Special, 3-year-old Phillies, has got 8. So, So it's a good card. Mm-hmm. Like I said, the stakes. May I mean the late double might be a little bit chalky. Echo Zulu and uh, Epicenter, but both look like they're, you know, disadvantages in those races. So, so uh, no. Mr. Rosario could be a nice day for him.
1: The Rosario double.
0: Yep. But uh, it's 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 a good card. So sunland's got their big race this this week weekend
1: yes the derby yeah, i have the uh oh, the
0: sunland the Sunland park uh derby what did I call it now oh
1: let's isn't it the same thing sunland yes yeah.
0: Yeah, Sun, the sunland park derby <clears throat> um, slow down, Andy. That is where slow down, Andy showed up. He's in there, it's eight horse field. Uh, straight up, G Richard Baltus ships in. Um, isn't that uh, Jim Rome? Yeah, yeah, slow down, Andy. He drew post four. Gutierrez going to ride him, Rosario will be there. The ride classic moment for Stevie Asmussen, who's also got the one Costa Terra. Those look like the horses. The... Those look like the ones. Um, you know, a lot of the New Mexico Breeders Derby. On the Park Oaks. Optionality. Ships in for Steve Asmussen in there. Queen of Thorns. Hmm?
1: That's on Sunday, isn't it?
0: That's on Sunday, yes.
1: Which is smart, actually, to have it on Sunday. Very smart. You don't want to go head to head with a Derby.
0: Nope. Nope. So, you know, it looks like a decent card. I mean, not a big New Mexico player, but. Uh, the UAE Derby is is this week too. I don't know who's in it. I don't even know. I I generally don't pay much attention to what to those races. I mean, World they don't Cup. they don't ever seem to give us a lot of uh...
1: World Cups or yeah. But
0: the life... UAE Derby doesn't doesn't. Uh... Nah, that's weak sauce. <clears throat> life is good versus hot rod charlie and and company should be an interesting race
1: i beg to differ but
0: (laughs) i think it's going to be a blowout race
1: go with that i mean i I think it's just kind (laughs) of just my opinion that you know the whole hot rod charlie thing is a little bit of smoke and mirrors going over there early and they're going to give it their best shot but I I just can't unless life is good just completely no-shows it's going to be tough to beat that horse. He, he would just have to not run like literally like stand in the gate. I mean you saw what he did to right? The world's fastest horse right at the time yeah snatched his heart out early that he did
0: that he did
1: if it wasn't so cold I would remember that race but I don't have any recollection of that day or that race because I was freezing hmm Awful, block out the cold memories. It's not in not in my immediately deleted. Mm. But yeah, I mean, you know, the next few weeks should be really good. I mean right, and then the week after that is uh Florida Derby, right, the very next Saturday, and then when is the Arkansas Derby, let me look. Oh, that's on April second, too.
0: I tell you, it's hard to be optimistic about this. The people evolved. Even the people wanting the right things sometimes can just be jerk offs It's just it's <laughs> and it's just, they just are sometimes, and it's just
1: uh, it's frustrating. It really is frustrating. It's sad, you know, because you know, guys like us well, and even more you, you, you saw it and you know, you were there in the nineties and, and in the eighties and you know, part of the seventies and stuff, and how much different and how much better it felt. <laughs> you know, it just feels different now.
0: I just don't think people have any real understanding of how difficult it is to get anything done in this sport. Yeah, it's, 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 I just don't think people understand <laughs> that. And I think that people are well meaning sometimes, but I also think that they, they, they don't get that it doesn't matter how fucking smart they are or what, how great their ideas are. It's about what you can get done. And we can't get shit done with politicians. I don't know why that's so difficult for people to understand. We can't get out of our own way. What power do we have? And, they... and that's not to say that the racetracks, in a lot of ways, aren't, aren't sabotaging us anyways. We don't know what the hell they do, go up there and say. I mean, let's, let's be honest. Let's call, it a, let's call it what it is. We don't know what the racetracks lobbyists are, are, are lobbying the politicians for. They can tell us what they are. We don't know that. We don't know. Do you think, do you think Churchill Downs is going to tell us what they're, what they're actually asking for? Definitely not. you have any idea what what the Stronic group asks for? Mm.
1: For
0: for that matter, do we know what Naira asks for? We don't know. A lot of times we we get the end result. We hear about what happened or what mostly didn't happen. But it's difficult. It's hard. And I can sit here and complain about um, every issue that exists. And believe me, the show would be twelve hours if I complained about every issue that exists. <laughs> the problem is this is that there's so many issues that I don't even bother with because they're never gonna change. And it's not like I don't want to be like I like talked about earlier, like that defeatist attitude, but some of them are just not gonna change. It's just not gonna happen. It's never gonna happen. Give me an example. We're never getting rid of the the computer players. Okay. Sure. Not happen. No one's giving them up. Never going to happen. It would be, it would probably be a disaster if it did happen. Are they overstated in some ways? Yes. But some other people don't think they exist. They're nuts. <laughs> yeah. Handel, well, this, oh, I, I'll give you this one. Handle went from uh, the mid the 6 million, 690 million maybe range to almost a million. And purses went up 1 million bucks. Stole from us. The rate was paid revenue, the extra handle was so low that we hardly get any of it. I don't don't know know how anyone else explains that. that. I don't, I'm not sure how how you explain it. Well, nobody asked
1: that question.
0: Well, no, well, it doesn't
1: right that that's that's part of the problem right there is nobody asks that question
0: no they're real it's just a fact of life it
1: makes it difficult
0: and to, to even you
1: yeah. need to do an expose on that
0: yeah, it's it's People won't give you the numbers. Half the people won't talk about. It. No, no one will
1: talk about it. Shit.
0: At least from the other side, from the betting side, anybody to talk, talk to a guy who did kind of brunt the ADW the other day. He was great stories, but he doesn't want to go on the record. Hmm. Nobody does. Nobody does, and and that's that's the frustrating part about this business, and that there's never going to be a. A real strong media that can do anything, that can get anything. As as the me, you know, listen, the old horse didn't get a whole lot accomplished. but At least we had like Steve Christ and 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 Andy Buyer and fighting for. Um, not you know, then as now, we have hardly anybody. Uh, that that's why. It was funny that the uh, you know the guy the other day decided that the uh, the complaining about things is tedious. We shouldn't you know we shouldn't, shouldn't complain. That's the only thing that we can do to ever, <laughs> to ever get anything changed. Public shame had, does work some things. It's just frustrating because um, I'll be honest. And I, I know our listenership is, is uh, older, but if you're like 20 years old, you get to horse racing as a for a year, then you better reconsider. Obviously, <laughs> you better reconsider. I learn a foreign language because it's so dysfunctional on so many levels. I and
1: think the part, the, isn't, the part that gets me is just, you know, like you said, it's dysfunctional, but it doesn't need to be dysfunctional. It, 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 the problem is very, it, it almost can't not be
0: dysfunctional. Well, at this point, yeah. of the people involved, and it's, like, so in deep. And, again, those that are doing well under the... aren't... change it. So no. I, I've learned this after a while. It took, me, it took me a little while to figure this out. But you get a lot of lip service when you talk to racing right. executives service a lot lot of of things things that you want to hear and they look they they act interested and they write down and this and that and then uh, and then when you you're oh that's you know the agenda and then in the end it becomes oh well so and so didn't didn't want it or this or we didn't have it in the budget or or whatever excuse there's there's like Remember the old t-shirt they used to have that had all the excuses for the trainer would give after the race, you know, <laughs> needs blinkers, doesn't, you know, needs to take the blinkers off, needs turf, track was too cuppy, track was, was, uh, was, was too fat, track was too muddy, track was, you know, like, there's, there's excuses why nothing ever gets changed, nothing ever gets done, but think about it, think about it, And and I don't, I, I don't, I don't even give a shit. People won't even tell you the truth. They will They they lie about handle.
1: I just don't know where you get to the place where you, you have. Well, they feel the need to. They don't really have to, but they feel the need to lie about handle, or at like least the- you know, be, be <laughs> numbers. <laughs> Creative creative math. Uh. just kind of a little bit disheartened because <clears throat> it doesn't have to be this way. And it's not really like a huge major thing to kind of, you know, to right the ship or at least go in the right direction. Right now, it's like we're spinning, and, and you know, in the middle of the ocean, just going in circles. No pun intended. Um, but I don't know. You know, I, I think that's where I'm at. A loss is that I don't know what could straighten the ship at least to point in the right direction. Not even solve everything. Just kind of. All right. Let's let's get the ship straight. And I I don't know what needs to happen in order to do that. And I don't think anybody does. Maybe you do. I mean, you probably have a better idea than I do.
0: It's like a puzzle. It's like a jigsaw puzzle with like nine pieces missing. And you know they're missing. And yet you're still trying to figure out how to put the damn thing together. And they might not even be missing. Someone might have, have hidden them somewhere and they'll tell you to fix, you know, to, to, to make the puzzle complete, but you can't because they have the, the missing pieces. So it's, it's, I just don't know where to turn anymore. I would love to do something to help this business. And it sounds silly, I guess. Right. I mean, what can I do really other than make people aware of things, maybe try to explain some things that that just don't get to be explained that much. But you just think, where could you go that it wouldn't be just, you have to become a shill for that organization or they don't really have any power to do anything. I don't know. I mean, that that's, that's my question is, is that, Look at the media in our business, right? Most of the media is is sponsored by an industry organization, so you're not allowed to talk bad about that organization or in a lot of cases you're not allowed to talk bad about anything. <laughs> People who work for certain racing publications are, are, are told not to say negative things because so-and-so doesn't like them and it's it's a business of like who in this business couldn't we could could we um not lose and have it make any difference? nobody I mean who's important who is important in this business seriously who is important in horse racing like who is a person that we absolutely can't like live without nobody
1: nobody's bigger than the game
0: other than other than Jason bean.
1: Obama's the great uniter. But
0: no seriously like who who's our uh, uh you know person uh that we we just can't do without.
1: <laughs> no, I, I and and you know what it may be maybe that's by design. It's know? not by design.
0: Nothing's by design. <laughs> it just happens well, maybe it just people...
1: happened that way by accident, I guess. I'm
0: telling you it's it's like it's it's like it just it's like the the newspaper gets delivered to the wrong uh address. But you go on the patio, you pick it up, bring it in, you read the whole thing, right? <laughs> like now you're informed, but you're not informed because you went out intending to be informed. It just wound up landing on your on your porch, and that's how it seems like that's how that's how ADWs came to be. There was no grand plan to have those in the beginning. They just formed because uh, the tracks took simulcasting is like gravy money. There should be no ADWs. We should have never had ADWs. Not not in the way that they're they're they exist. Essentially, we took the 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 the, the shitty OTB system in New York, which of course was a disaster with a surcharge and all that, and and we just made it a, made it into a a, a telephone system, and which has morphed into a a computer system. I mean, we should have ADWs, but they should there. There should be like three of them. They're all controlled by, 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 you know. Um, of course, they say it. They'll be controlled by, you know, uh, Churchill, Stronic, and Naira, which, of course, would then just probably wind up in the same position we're in now.
1: I was gonna say, it's, it's but
0: really... it, it, it's it's like uh, you know we should have one, but that would of course be against antitrust. Uh, it would be an antitrust violation. Satish Sinan looked into having an industry-wide ADW that would almost work as a nonprofit. And this was 15 years ago, maybe, maybe less, Um, but he gave up. He said it's just impossible to... um, Once these other businesses have been established, it it just wouldn't, it it just, there was too many antitrust issues and it just was never going to happen. So, but it would have been better. It would have been better for players. It would have been better for the horsemen. It would have been better for everyone. And and instead we have what we have. Rebates are great, but rebates are also, you know, the reason that we can't lower takeout. so it's it's a you know you're painted yourself into this damned if you don't do damned if you don't corner. I mean what would be better for the game than having takeout slashed in half cool. across the
1: and, and eliminate rebates? It's kind of one of those situations like, if I knew then what I know now would have done things differently. True. And and it's
0: we're getting to the point where we have a lot of people in positions of leadership that, that never saw what we had before and didn't don't really know the mistakes that were made. And maybe it doesn't really matter, right? Maybe at this point it doesn't matter anymore because we we have the situation that we have to to, to deal with as it is. I mean I generally just focus on on track stuff right that's my specialty or my uh quote unquote area of expertise more than anything I'm not a math genius uh you know the 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 numbers to take out the betting there's people that are far more qualified to talk about it than I am
1: No but you understand the concepts I
0: do that... but but you know most of our complaints are are generally restricted to the on-track issue, mm-hmm. which should be easier for the masses and, and the people um, who, who have titles to understand, right? It's easier to understand that a six-horse race isn't as good as an eight-horse race. And I'm telling you, at least 25% of the people who earn six figures in this business wouldn't really understand why. Maybe they would if you you wrote it down and, and explained it to them. But again, you have people making decisions on gambling that don't gamble.
1: Yeah, that's that's tough. To, that's a tough pill to swallow when when you say it like that, where someone can't understand the difference between <laughs> a six horse field and an eight horse field. That's a major problem. It,
0: it's just a simple explain, you know, like
1: huge. it's just.
0: To me, well, how many times have you and I spoke about this very topic that <laughs> if we don't get more horses, that this business is just going to fade. What we do or what genius moves we make or what the takeout is or or, or how wonderful the, the, the aftercare of the horse is. None of that stuff matters if the game gets to the point where we don't run races anymore.
1: We can't run two days a week. No, that's not going to get it done.
0: Two days is good. Five days is six days is turned into five days turned into four days, and then soon it's going to be three days. At what? Oh, hey, maybe we have an issue here. And well, you know, just like I said a second ago, there's the people that are calling the shots now. They don't remember the six day weeks. <laughs> I'm not seventy, you know. <laughs> I'm Not talking
1: it about the '60s here. I'm talking that. about like I used to hate Tuesdays.
0: I'm talking about like when cigar ran.
1: Right, that We're wasn't a six long
0: days long. a week
1: all year round. Aqueduct, inner track, Gulfstream. I thought Tuesdays was agony when 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 they didn't run on Tuesday, just Tuesday. All the other issues really don't
0: even matter. If you have nothing to bet, it's like having a football team and having no field to play on. You could, your takeout could be five percent. If there's no races to be to bet on, what difference does it make? But we went from six to five to four. Now in some places we're at three. California's at three on some days. They used to be six. If that doesn't scare people. I don't know what will. I don't know what will. And, and and you still have a lot of people, a lot of people that, that keep telling me that we, this game needs to contract.
1: Yeah, it's... It's just an uphill climb. But, you know, I don't want to give up hope on it. And I don't think you do either. But it's hard to be, you know, uh, forever optimistic about something that, you know, there's always that point where you see the the writing on the wall. And it seems like we're getting closer to that point every year with no action. And I think that's that's where the frustration is. It's like, okay, you know, we got to do something. You can't just sit on your hands. And that's what I feel like is going on in a lot of these areas. It's just for just sitting there, like watching... You know, like literally almost watching a train wreck. It's like. Or something that could very well be preventable or slowed down or, you know, kind of pointed in the right direction, like I was saying before, but it's it's like none of nothing's getting done like. You know. And then the stuff that does get done. Isn't as impactful. Because we let it go for so long. But I wish there was one of these executives that would be like, enough is enough. But none of them are like me and you or a lot of the, you know, people we interact with on Twitter, you know, lifers. And they don't get it. It doesn't seem like, I mean, maybe they do. I haven't talked to enough to know, but just by the actions or inaction it says a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, I, you know, <laughs> there is honestly like at this point in my life, there's no place I would rather be than to go to a racetrack to to spend a day at the races no no doubt i mean that it, it's that's that's why you
0: know that's why we bothered we do this mhm because racing is is still great i mean I, I went to the races and had a good time on saturday i didn't hardly bet because i didn't really like anybody
1: no but, but you, you did you and, think? And, that,
0: and that goes back to like <laughs> it's hard to believe that on a saturday afternoon card was you know could be is, is, those cards were as weak as they were but they are and that's that's how it is but i mean it's, it's still i like going to the race track i like hanging out there i like cashing tickets <laughs> but that's happened much lately but yeah it's 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 a great game but it's got a crumbling foundation and, and now I'm too pessimistic, but I just go back to the, the, the simple point
1: of contraction, 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 contraction. It's not going to work, man. That's That's <laughs> out of the question. It's going to contract ourselves into nowhere, into oh. nothing.
0: I mean, this week was the there was, of course, another um, negative piece on Naira by the Times Union of Albany,
1: which oh, is, yeah, I saw that. Just kind of a you know
0: new, well, like a new thing. It's a not a new thing. It's 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 like a tradition, but. Kind of the falls you know, up. the comptroller has been after Naira, and it's been after Naira basically since you can ever remember. And and you know they do this this audit of them, and and I'm not saying that Naira didn't make some mistakes. I'm sure some of the things they did were not you know not perfect, but some of the stuff is just Why? you read it, and it's common sense to do it the, the way they did it. But because the government and, and, and I don't care. I don't care. If you work for the government, you know how shitty the government runs. And don't tell me, oh, look at the army, some stupid shit like that. The governments (laughs) are terrible. They're run horribly. Every every single part of the government that horse racing's been involved with is awful. The licensing is, (laughs) I mean, it's like there's states are, are, are competing to see who can be worse the regulation the, the 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 test barn the it, it's just everywhere but it's hard to run a regular business like a government because government's got so many stupid rules that they have to have to comply with all these other stupid rules that it just makes some things impossible and and you have this guy complaining about um oh Naira, but one of the paintings was at Belmont instead of being in storage. Come on, man. Oh God. <laughs> Come I'm pretty on. Pretty sure all the paintings were at Belmont before they were put in storage. For you know, like 40 years. Oh, Naira spent uh, you know, eight thousand dollars at at a gun range. Right. You know why? Because they want all their, their security people that, that are legal to get to to remain legal, to to carry. New York it's a big deal. New York is hard. It's not like Florida where all you got to do is basically be alive <laughs> and they'll give you a gun. Uh, you can you can get a a concealed weapons permit like I mean unless you didn't, hadn't committed a felony in the last month you could get one. New York is it's hard if you if you get caught with a gun in New York and yeah, and, and you, you're not credentialed you're going to jail. It's not. It's a. It's not. It's a. Not a joke. Well, they 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 have a, a gun range that they rent, and they send their guys out there, so that they can you know they in shifts to get them all qualified, so that there's no issues, because God forbid one of them forgot to get their qualifications and. Uh, you know was carrying a gun and then something happened and then uh you know there was an issue and and then they found out that you know he was against uh or you know his thing was was expired then you know it would be a big scandal, you know what i'm saying mhm-
1: yeah no they're they're ahead of that for sure, but
0: some of the stuff it's just pettiness. Like oh we have to have three bids that's fine well the the bid you know the the company that's done a good job and and remember some of the reasons that we get in trouble in horse racing is because we have these government bids Monmouth got stuck with the worst drug testing company because they came in with the lowest bid and that was what the yep. state took it didn't matter it, the the reputation. Uh, capabilities everything was was secondary to to expense they had to take the lowest one they took the lowest bid and they caused all kinds of trouble there all kinds of trouble because they were a, a bad company but they're talking about the cleaning service at Saratoga a <laughs> cleaning service who had done a good job and when they put the first bids in their their bid was a little bit higher than the other bid the other companies who they didn't know anything about. And then something happened. They wound up putting a rebidding and then bidding lower. So ultimately they had the lower bid and they do a good job, but the, but the, the the comptroller didn't like that because he says, well, according to rule four section three, paragraph two, uh, four point a B, uh, you can't do it in that manner. That, that wasn't, you know, like, like, um, uh, companies that, that, that provide cleaning services are experts at government regulations. And the guy who runs Naira's cleaning service is an expert at, at, at uh, New York State regulations. In the end, the taxpayers paid the least amount for the best service. Yet, that is what politicians don't like. They don't like that. And that's who we're stuck with. Not, not, it's it's
1: Yeah. I mean, obviously that kind of defeats the purpose, you know, and, and, and I find that that happens a lot when you deal with government entities. It's like they, they do a lot of things to regulate certain things, but in some cases, many, it ends up hurting the process instead of helping it. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, just think about, speaking of New York, the the whole thing with the workers' comp thing that a lot of trainers are getting caught up in. And I understand the premise is because you don't want workers to be abused or overworked and so on. But this is a niche sport that has certain things that, you know, time clock is different. (laughs) It's not a nine to five and it shouldn't be treated as a nine to five. But the rules dictate as a nine to five. So it, you know, at least from a horse racing standpoint, those things can hurt rather than help. And you get into these weird predicaments that seem to come up or have been coming up often. Mhm. Somebody once told me <clears throat> that some of the worst things known to man started with good intentions. True. And that kind of sums up a lot of government. <laughs> It's but just um, March Madness was good.
0: It was entertaining,
1: yeah, especially last night, yesterday's games were really good, you yeah Peacocks advance, nobody had St. Peter's on their bracket unless they went there. Which is only like twenty five hundred people total. <laughs> I don't even think they would put them on. Not, not the way that you know. Uh, Calipari was a no show. Calipari,
0: <laughs> yeah. in for years. Yeah, you can't just run the same stuff all the time and think that other teams aren't prepared for it. They like well, that's... never change. Never does anything. That's uh, a team that makes, recruits the athletes that he recruits might like you know put some full core pressure on once in a while or or uh, I don't get it man same old same old same old and I mean he he tried a little something different just all one and done's here but I mean he, the top Obi Toppin's brother played good never him again took him out the whole rest of the game. I didn't understand it though. Maybe he was hurt. I mean, wouldn't, but well, coached. The other team changed defenses. They kept Kentucky on, on their toes. You know, they got heels. They just kept, you know, and then the same years, same, uh, obviously. I mean, they came back and won again. So
2: it wasn't a, a good fluke. Team. Right. But...
0: <laughs> Calipari is, you know, want to give
1: him all the time i don't know why
0: i don't want either don't, it, it, it's weird we, to me and yeah like glefsby and all those other you know that guy wasn't very good but champ on championship he's coached 35 he's won one one the umass teams he he was was a different coach. Stuff worked. I mean,
1: right. Had, now I, Derek Rose is an
0: NBA MVP. He had him in Memphis, and he didn't win. Geez,
2: I, I mean, the forget. list
0: of players he's had. And, and everybody who leaves Kentucky, and, and sure, a lot of players get better as they get older, but everyone who leaves Kentucky, like the next year, they're way better. But like, well he you know, he gets those players to share the ball and blah blah blah. blah. Oh maybe he shouldn't.
1: <laughs> maybe that's the problem. They're peacocks, you gotta let them fly. I'm happy I like he him. <laughs> I know you do.
0: <laughs> but um it was a nice canny Ping. Back to Louisville,
1: yeah, to that Louisville
0: was a job. Cool. He'll turn it around. I know he got a lot of a lot of po- a lot of positive uh, out of the the Knicks. A lot of the players liked him, so. he'll be. All right. Louisville should be a good team, but. I mean, it's fun to watch. The basketball is pretty horrible, but the ref
1: was paid by the whistle. Yeah, that tech on the dunk was like the worst call I've ever seen. Literally. It was just, pe- just, just petty, you know? Petty. Petty. It was kind of like,
0: yeah, look at me. I'm going to call it technical on this guy, you know, four minutes to go in the game. For what reason? No reason at all. And the guy didn't do it. No, it wasn't I'm sure if you looked at the rule book and say, "Well, I don't know technically, but it's a discretion call. We just didn't need to do that. I mean, some of these the forty minutes, be five fouls and And that's just uh, foul just all the whistles. It. there's and, and traveling, not that they call that much, but uh, uh, I mean, Fouls so at the Gonzaga game. Game, the
1: game. Oh, fifty-three. Fifty-three. Couldn't get a rhythm. Forty-five minutes.
0: Some get a. Some of the, the, the touch calls are just they they almost didn't. So that when, when one of these touch calls and it's like, oh well, you know, next time down the the other team gets a touch call and. it's a little worse and then next thing you know team a's got three guys in foul trouble and team b's got two guys in foul trouble and
1: right well i know my dad was uh you know kind of coming through the ranks as a as a referee and he was doing like nba stuff and they would teach them and tell them you know you want to try to keep the starters in the game because when when they're not in the game, the quality of play suffers. They need to start kind of teaching that way, it seems, in college instead of just, you know, having them just blow every whistle. Because you don't really need to. There's really no need to have, you know, however many 53 fouls. It's just, that's absurd. And it and it does affect the the whole rhythm of the game, the flow, and and the quality of play. It 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 slows the game down. It's just not good basketball to watch. Above everything right. else.
0: Mm-hmm. That's true. It's true, but those guys
1: miss Waddle either. Or miss free throws. (laughs) Man, that's a lost art, bro.
0: Free for a reason. (laughs) (sighs) I didn't mean to be depressing for everyone that made it this far. Just frustrated. I'm frustrated to the point where I just... Uh, Maybe I'm just bored.
1: That could be it. Weather,
0: springtime. The weather's there's,
1: there's, Spring time. The weather's, weather's getting. The
0: weather, the weather
1: was perfect today. Day. I and know people. But, man, it was awful nice here today. Man, it was great. Today. The sun. <laughs> yeah. No
0: really.
1: humidity. Either.
0: No, it wasn't real hot. It was like perfect today. Today was good.
1: So, shout out to the mayor's birthday it's coming up before birthday. our next show
0: the mayor the called mayor. Me 11 12 last night to tell me that 25 in Arizona sucked <laughs> I'm like, i mean this why are you calling me <laughs>
1: yeah but the other guy is unstoppable which guy Mather Mather
0: Canadian guy, yeah. Nasty. Turn him loose a little more, man. For real. Like, you can see he's let's... like one of those guys that like once he he gets in the flow, right? He's just
1: gonna like just let him go. And he, he's, he's gonna, gonna make a that. bad play here and there.
0: He's gonna be you know, he's gonna try to dunk over the whole team. He's gonna throw oh. one out of balance here and there, but he, he's he
1: nasty. He's nasty. I, I would if I was the coach, I would be like, listen, don't think, just do. Just go, just do what you yeah. do. I wouldn't even. Their you know, offense
0: gets a little stagnant sometimes, and they really need to put pressure. They get to go uh, up and down the court, and they get teams running with them. That's when they just are really, really tough to beat. Oh man, I, they I kind mean, of it, changed the game when they put the pressure last night, and he put that that uh, one-two-two two press on. It 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 uh, it, it got the for yeah, them. game.
1: Or- but I, I always think of a guy like him in the sense that uh, I don't know if you've heard this from Gilbert arenas back in the day, you know, a few years ago, he said this publicly and he's like, what's scarier? A pit bull on the leash or a pit bull off the leash.
2: <laughs> you got to let that's... that dude,
1: you got to get him off the leash, man. <laughs> you got to let that dude just do his thing. He'll carry you to the championship game for sure. He's the guy.
0: They need rebound and I'm they, okay they shouldn't that. that that team shouldn't a team with as many big guys as they have,
1: getting rebounded. no, but they I'm okay not. with that if they're if they're you know up tempo. That's okay if they're if they're playing up tempo because they're gonna overcome that a lot. But you gotta let that guy go, man. He gotta be a wild cat. Let him be a wild cat off your leash. Yep. Man. weekend. Dubai.
0: Little Dubai on Saturday morning. And on Sunday.
1: Yep, Florida Cup day.
0: Two weeks from tonight is the big racing
1: of Oh yeah. I almost forgot about that. How I could I? The- P-
0: Pruitt and the match race, match. match race, with some trash talking being being uh, thrown around a little bit on Twitter today.
1: You know I'm going to be down there for that, right?
0: You got to be. I mean, it's
1: to to call the race, dude. It's going to be a star-studded event. Maybe we can get Marty McGee to show up. <laughs> would be. Then it's a party. Then, then it's 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 a real
0: it's a real event.
1: Not an event until he shows up.
0: He knows we're is. it I've seen Marty there on dark days. Marty has been spotted there in the simulcast center on dark days. With the. Uh... With Ohio Racing on his hmm. television. The Meadows? Uh, that's, that,
1: that's Pennsylvania. Oh, uh, yeah. Sorry. Eula. emmy Valley. The Beulah. Beulah. the Beulah.
0: Beulah. The Beulah. Beulah. Well yeah, that'll be that'll be something, man. It's hard, it's hard to believe that Pompano is closing. I honestly I haven't even gone that much lately just because it's just too depressing to go.
1: Oh, and that's such a it's like the walking into your own funeral.
0: The last time I was there, man, people are finally starting to to come to the realization, you know, the racing people, that
1: That's the, end, the
0: end is near and uh It's really near.
1: Jesus. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's I mean, my entire life Pompano was the winter track and harness racing it just was. And to think no, that's it's... not going to be there and oh,
1: man, it just as uh, it's just you know, kind of hard to believe. I remember back in the day I used to think that the number 5 at Pompano was like the ultimate place to be. In any race, because they would kind of slingshot <laughs> and come right down the middle of the track, and it was always number five. This is before I really knew anything about anything, but I was still firing away when I was seventeen years old. So I always bet the five at Pompano. That was that was the golden the golden number. Yeah. So I guess we're going to have to... Hopefully, wipe the slate clean this next week and then have everything on the upswing starting Monday. Yeah. Next Monday show. That's the goal.
2: That's That's this week's
1: assignment. (laughs) You know, like, uh, You know, like those like the pirate ship ride at the at the fair or at the amusement park where it swings back and forth. Yeah.
0: Yeah, sometimes (laughs) it comes off the hinge.
1: Yeah. Well. Yeah, I've seen videos of that. We we don't want to come off the hinge. (laughs) We want to make it scary though. You know, where people think it's gonna come off the hinge. But we're not.
0: We're going on the upswing. Only one way
1: to go, right? Yep, up, up, hopefully, up, up. <laughs>
0: we've wasted enough people's time tonight probably need therapy after listening to this
1: (laughs) yeah we do (laughs) not them, us (laughs) we need our heads checked (laughs) (laughs) we love this game we need our heads checked
0: (laughs) exactly that's the truth you have a good week, and everyone, thank, thank you. you for listening. And uh, if you made it this far, you deserve another gift like Kidding. I did the other day, last week. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, derby derby preps are back next week. No derby preps this week. That was probably the problem. No derby preps. No, no yeah. distractions. So, All right sounds like a plan we'll uh we'll talk to you next week barry and oh you're gonna be uh sunday right are you going to be at tampa sunday i will be yeah this coming sunday at tampa for the florida cup you're doing a little handicapping on the air so
1: yes and everybody... hopefully the the weather will cooperate this time and i can wear shorts will <laughs> be comfortable yeah yeah, yeah.
0: I haven't even looked, but I know it's got to be better than it was last. last yeah, week.
1: it's going to be like 80. No humidity, no wind. Perfect. There you go. Exactly. Just like I like it. Your best handicapping weather.
0: Uh, sounds good. All right. Well, my man. Like I said, man, I've, thanks for listening, and uh, we will talk to you next week. Hey guys, I wanted to talk to you quickly about some of the changes coming to the Going in Circles Digest, which is our sort of weekly newsletter that we've put out that covers a a wide variety of topics. Uh, Just lately, we've added some guest columnists. Sid Fernando wrote a great piece for us a couple weeks back. And Julian Brown has really helped us out with some uh, excellent handicapping uh, articles, and we're going to expand on the handicapping, especially, uh, you know, with Julian's writing, who who used, Julian used to write for American Turf Monthly, um, but it's something that uh, we we think people seem to have, be interested in, and certainly any timely topic is, is something that's going to be covered, and uh, we're going to do a lot of, uh, our weekly previews, especially for the big days and, and the triple crown races. Uh, we also want to put it out there that anyone that has something to say, you can be a guest writer. Just contact me. There's a, vo- a variety of ways. Going in circles podcast at gmail dot com is probably the easiest, and we'll uh, we'll put you out there. And we're not exactly. Uh, at the distribution point of the New York Times or anything, but we do get a lot of click ons. And if you have something to say, well, we'll help you say it. All right, guys, if you have any suggestions, anything you want to hear about, anything you want to uh, read about, hit me up going in circles podcast and uh, check it out going in circles dot substack.com free subscription thanks guys hey guys i wanted to make you aware of a new company that's out they're making some really cool apparel and other swag fan tack www.fan dash Tech, tack.com Check it out. They've created a bunch of logos and stuff for uh, an expanding list of jockeys. And they also are doing some going in circles swag. So if you want any uh, t-shirts or hats, or hoodies, and cell phone covers, check it out. Fantech F-A-N T-A-C-K.